generation is rising on an emerging generation of kings. First of all, it's such a blessing, such an incredible blessing, just really amazing. I trust the Lord that this second service will be even a greater blessing. Can you just pray in 30 seconds and say, Lord, speak to me clearly today. Can you just pray? Expound your life to me. Jesus, reveal yourself to me. Jesus, reveal yourself to me. The beauty of your holiness, your splendor. Help me to see God. To see your face. Help me to know your ways. Day by day. Help me to see God. To see your face. Help me to know your ways. Day by day. Numbers 21, thank you for praying along. Numbers 21, let's pray together from verse 1 to verse 9. Numbers 21, from verse 1 to verse 9, we're going to read that together. And I might cite some other things as we go along. Let's read together, clearly, confidently, boldly, observing all the punctuations as we go. The king of Arad, the Canaanite, who dwelt in the south, heard that Israel was coming on the road to Atharim. Then he fought against Israel and took some of them prisoners. So Israel made a vow to the Lord and said, If you will indeed deliver this people into my hand, then I will utterly destroy their cities. And the Lord listened to the voice of Israel and delivered up the Canaanites, and they utterly destroyed them and their cities. So the name of that place was called Hormah. Not the jeep. Then they journeyed from Mount Hor by the way of the Red Sea to go around the land of Edom. And the soul of the people became very discouraged on the way. And the people spoke against God and against Moses saying, Why have you brought us up out of Egypt to die in the wilderness? For there is no food and no water and our soul loathes this worthless bread. So the Lord sent fiery serpents among the people and they beat the people and many of the people of Israel died. Therefore the Lord came to Moses and said, we have sinned for we have spoken against the Lord and against you. Pray to the Lord that he take away the serpents from us. So Moses prayed for the people. Then the Lord said to Moses, make a fiery serpent and set it on a pole and it shall be that everyone who is bitten when he looks at it shall everyone in this text we see a pictorial representation of a people who were working with God and anybody who will walk with God and so one of the major things is that Walking with God is not an event. Let's go. 
walking with God is a journey that may have a series of events, but certain parts of your walk with God might not be eventful. So the fact that you're in a season where your life doesn't seem eventful does not mean you're not walking with God. The fact that there is no dramatic display of the divine in your life does not mean that you are not actively engaged in the process of walking with God. Look at somebody, tell the person, your life doesn't have to be eventful for it to be meaningful. I know the right word is meaningful, right? The right person say, it was meaningful. Is it, are, you, are you having tribal interference? You have to say so that it rhymes and sticks. So look at somebody say, is your life meaningful? <laughs> Ask three more people. Is your life meaningful? Is your life meaningful? It is. If Christ is in your life, your life is meaningful. If Christ is not in your life, it does not matter what is in your life. It is not going to express the fullness of God's intent. So observe this. It is a journey. So the fact that you're walking through uh, the Red Sea and it parted and we're like, wow, this is amazing and this is stunning, does not mean every day you will see Red Sea's part. Following this. So don't get disappointed or think like you've lost your anointing when Red Seas are not parting. The Red Sea parted, but they had to walk through it. The wilderness did not become solid ground to make their walk easier. So there are aspects of your life where it may seem as though God is not involved, but look at somebody say, Oluwa is involved. There might be aspects of your life where it looks like you know, everybody's giving testimony about, oh, God, some people, some people are so like, God, I want to test my own testimony. Like, let acid pour on me and let me not be burnt. So I can tell people that I too, I have. How many of you here, be honest, you heard testimonies of people who had a very colorful and dramatic past before they got saved. Talk about how they were addicted to this one, sleeping with all of that, eating purple leaves to get high and all of, or whatnot. And you're like, like me, I was just a normal guy and I got saved. God, didn't you give me a dramatic, <laughs> dramatic? Anybody ever felt like that? I got to give me some twists and turns. Like, look at some say, I'm fine. God is involved. <laughs> this is very important because we're in a whiz-bang generation. Where people equate the spectacular for the supernatural. Drama or trauma. And so there are people who are going into depression because their life is not dramatic enough. Like God, kill I will do. Like give me, give me something to post. Let me be able to post something. You, you get what I'm saying? But your life doesn't have to be eventful for it to be meaningful. And that's the point here. And, and what happens sometimes that people become addicted to events and experiences. That they don't realize that the life they've been given is superior to any experience that they are craving. And so if you have the life of Christ, you already have God's best. It's just the outward revelation of that. Outward, ongoing manifestation of that, which comes by 
progressive revelation, faithfulness, and obedience to the prompting and the leading of the Spirit of God. Of course, you haven't arrived yet because the word says, as many as are led by the Spirit of God, they are the sons of God. In other words, if I've already arrived, I don't need anybody to lead me. So the Holy Spirit is still leading me somewhere. And so now they are delivered from Egypt, which is a symbol of seeing the world's uh, self and Satan. And they come through the wilderness or to the wilderness and they're imprisoned. Isn't that interesting? The people who are delivered after 430 years of domination, they are set free by the power of God, but in a certain area of their lives, they find themselves in a prison. This is somebody's story right now. You are saved, but you say to yourself, you know, to be honest, it feels like a part of my experience is caged or limited or imprisoned. And what happens to many believers is that they are so stunned by the fact that there is this area they can't get past, an area they can't deal with, an area they can't resolve. And soon enough, they begin to doubt, is God really with me? Am I truly saved or is my salvation photocopy? Free version, that expired. Probation. Salvation and probation. Sample, taster. Because, see, it's, it's preposterous. Try to think about it. God, you part of the mighty Red Sea. This is like pre-oceanography works. Like, big deal. Red Sea. Parted. You've done that. Why have you allowed the simple things hold me down? Whoever that held them down? Arad, the Canaanite. In other words, the people that you've told me I will defeat. People you've told me I will overcome. The land you're giving to me, one of them is holding me down. God, you said I was, I'm going to be an evangelist to the nations. But to get passports, I cannot even find. They say, I've given me the, the burden to free people from nicotine. But all of a sudden, I've seen Nick. <laughs> and all of a sudden, I find myself liking guys that smoke. Hey. Oh, that's some of the stable right there now. God gives you pictures and he says, you know what? Your marriage is going to be a model marriage. But the last thing you heard whistle to you was a train. So if I don't have a marriage, how, what was the model? Am I going to be married to myself? Who wants to be honest say there's an area of my life where I've found some tentacles of imprisonment, some limitation. I, I just can't seem to fix this. Now, what was the thing they did? The word says, and the Lord, verse 2, give me verse 2. What did they say in verse 2? What they said in verse 2, come and help me quick, 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 quick. So Israel made a vow to the Lord and said, if you will indeed deliver those people into my hand, then I will utterly destroy this city. Let me explain that. The utterly destroy this city was not out of vexation or out of dramatic revenge. No, the cities back in the day were dedicated to demonic spirits. So what they were saying is, God, if you free me from this thing, I'm going to terrorize and harass every altar that has been built from which these guys believe they are drawing their power. Somebody ought to say to themselves, God, if you deliver me from lying, I'm going to deal with lying spirits. Oh, you're not hearing that. God, if you deliver me from broken hearts 
over and over and over. I said, people are breaking my heart like it's cola nuts. If you deliver me from broken hearts, I'm going to deal with broken heartedness in the generation. Lord, if you deliver me from this thing where I open the Bible and I'm sleeping, the Bible looks like a sleeping pill to me. That's the implication for us now. Lord, you bring me out of this thing in manifest reality because you've been delivered in Christ. Are you here, somebody? You've been delivered in Christ. Paul teaches us that, but Paul also says to us, he says, I know that I will be delivered through your prayer and the supply of the Spirit. That's what Paul said. So you've been delivered, but you are still being delivered. Because Paul says you've been delivered, said, if you pray... And there's a supply of the spirit, I will be delivered. So how did they respond when they found themselves in a prison? What they did was that they spoke to the Lord. And many of us speak to people about our situation and we're not speaking to the Lord. And I will show you that they made the same mistake in the same passage. So you complain about it, you nag about it, you write about it, you post about it, you tweet about it. You say, I have a friend who's dealing with it. Meanwhile, you're the one who's befriended yourself. I'm asking for a... Uh, friends have suffered at Q&A sessions. There is a friend of mine. <laughs> Come on, people. A friend of mine that told me, someone I know, that's so Pauline. About 14 years ago, a man I know was translated into the third heavens. <laughs> so they spoke to the Lord, and what did the Lord do in verse 3? The Lord listened to the voice of Israel. Can I also make mention of something? I treated a part of it in the first verse, but I didn't treat this part. In the first service, I explained the next verse of the word says that the soul of the people was discouraged. Here in the service, the Bible does not say the Lord listened to the voices. He said the Lord listened to the voice. In other words, all of them had one voice. Unity is power. A kingdom divided against itself shall not stand. The Bible says, A house divided against us shall not stand. Your body is the temple of the Holy Spirit. In other words, in some ways, guess what? You yourself, you are a house. Yes, and if you are divided against yourself, what will happen? There are different ways of being divided. You can be divided this way, Lord. I believe that you are my supplier and my provider. But when it's time to give, you don't give. You're divided. Because you say you believe, but your actions say you don't. Oh, come on, people. Lord, now unto him that is able to keep me from falling. Lord, I believe that you will keep me pure. I made some mistakes before in my sexuality. But you keep me pure so that when I wear that white wedding dress, I will know it's really white. Not adire. That's what you're saying, confessing your spirit. But then the moment you feel temptation, <sighs> how about you say, Lord, I still believe you will send me help. My body is doing this geese, but the Holy Spirit is stronger than my emotions. 
Oh, am I talking to someone? If it's, if you're not saying anything, I just suspect you're all alone. So division does not mean you're slapping yourself. It means that the internal conversation is dual. So there are many voices you are given expression to. It does not mean you won't hear an alternate voice, but it means you bring every thought in obedience to the Lordship of Jesus Christ. Look at somebody say, govern your house. Govern your house. It's a feeling. But you're not led by your feelings. As many as are led by the Spirit of God, they are the... How about those who are led by their feelings? They're not walking in their sonship even if they're sons. But they can manifest the inheritance of sonship. So what you do when you feel imprisonment is don't talk to other people. Do you know why? Because almost everybody's imprisoned in one way or the other. So let everybody who's feeling in prison join forces and you lift your voice to God. And the Bible says that God did that. Did all the Canaanites, they utterly destroyed them and their cities. So the name of the place was called Hormah. Go to the next verse. I'm coming where you are. Then they journeyed from Mount Hall. By the way, high five somebody say, it is a journey. It is a journey. I really need to drive that in because some people are getting anxious and nervous and overwhelmed. And you're like, this is 2020. My God, my God, my biological clock is ticking. My eggs are frying now. They're, they're dying now. Everybody at the family meeting, they're asking, where is the guy or where is the girl? Look at me now. I'm 29 already. NYSC. Ha, I cannot even see. And all of them, you're feeling anxious. But it is a journey why am i saying that they went there to go around the land of edom and the soul of the people became very discouraged where that means you can be on the way and you're discouraged it's interesting there's nothing you can do about the way you're already on the way already on the way that's why my wife was telling me the fact that you can stand out and say you know what? I've done some really nasty things. At least now you are seeing the sinfulness of your human nature. You're on the way. You're on the way. Some of you before you will smoke until smoke comes out of your ears. You'll be looking like Shrek. Maybe like, problem. You don't feel bad. That was who you were. But now. You, you smoke and, and something is cotton in your heart. Look at something you're on the way. High five, somebody say you're on the way. Look at somebody say you're on the way. Look at somebody else say you're on the way. It's amazing how many believers get discouraged. On the way. You're on the way. I'm not trying to talk down at you. Jesus, you're on the way. Jesus, you remember Garden of Gethsemane blows my mind. This is Jesus, Lamb of God slain from before the fountains of the earth. Jesus, you're on the way to fulfill the mission, the assignment. Here comes Jesus in the frailty and vulnerability of his humanity. He says, if it's your will, let this cup pass me. Say what? Jesus, who is able to open the scroll? Say, and the Lamb of God said, I'm, I'm able. 
And Jesus, you're here now on the way, on the way, on the way, on the way. And you are just about to fall apart on the way. Can you encourage somebody and say, don't be discouraged. You're on the way. You're on the way. You're on the way. Some of you, the journey is a journey of healing. And before your heart will be busting tears, spontaneous worship in church, but spontaneous tears on the road. But guess what? You're already on the way to total freedom and deliverance before when you saw him your temperature will shoot up to 41 degrees now you see him you're a little angry but your temperature is not shaken that means that you're making progress on the way i just want to encourage somebody who knows that they are making progress before you were owing five million naira now you're owing four million naira and ninety five thousand you've paid five thousand you are on the Can we celebrate God for bringing us this far? Can we celebrate God? Don't clap if you don't, if you're not on the way, but if you're on the way, hey! If you're on the way, if you're on the way, before when your mother would say one thing, you would say five. Uh, mommy, hmm, mommy, hmm. Mommy, hmm. Mm, mm, mm. Now you still do that, but it's inside. <laughs> you, you don't say, okay, ma. Mm, mm, mm. <laughs> because many of us, we, we don't see that God's dealings with Israel was a picture. And the way he, see, he delivered them from Israel in less than 40 hours from Egypt. But it took them 40 years to release Egypt from themselves. So it's not God who takes time. It's you. When you're ready to let go of that thing, that weight, that burden, that habit, that complication, that situation, that orientation, that mindset, the Holy Spirit empowers you. I, I've thought so much about what God made and called man. This thing that God made and called man is so powerful. That to a large extent, in certain aspects of God's plan, man can delete. God gave man power to be able to alter some of his operations on the earth. God's about to destroy Sodom and Gomorrah. He said, I can't do this thing except I tell Abraham my friend. Tells Abraham his friend and, and he says, God, Abraham said, God, if you find 50 righteous people, will you destroy the city? What was he asking? He knows God's character. God's character is not to destroy. God's character is to restore. But because it's also a God of justice. You don't say because you're a nice judge, nobody goes to jail. We'll question your character. And the accuser will question you. You know why? Because if by rebellion, the accuser was cast down. You know what Jesus said? He said, I saw the devil fall like lightning from heaven. Behold, I have given you authority. Tread upon sticks and scorpions. Do you know that lightning flashed from heaven? That's the speed with which the devil fell. When he rose against standards of God. That's the speed. Lightning. Phew! In a blink of an eye, he lost his position. It was not a wrestling. That devil, go, go. I'm not going. You made me. Go. Devil, go. There was no contest. It was a flash fume. Now, because the devil was judged, God will be unjust. If it does not judge sin, 
and sinners that refuse to let go of their allegiance or seduction to the enemy. Are you following this? It will be unjust. So Abram said, God, if you have this number of people, 50, 30, 40, and all of that, you know one, one major thing here? When you're on the way to express God's intention, the ministry of intercession is important. Prayer. God will not use you progressively beyond the capacity of your prayer life. Because God didn't deliver Lot just because he was righteous. Listen to the first service message. I don't want to go through all of that. He delivered Lot because Abraham interceded. And so we cannot just be kingdom influencers. We have to be kingdom intercessors. That's what makes the difference between a believer and an, a public influencer, social influencer. The social influencer is influencing you to be like them or look like them. The kingdom influence has influenced you to look at God so you can be like God. So, in this place, they became discouraged on the way. Isn't it interesting? God gave the Canaanites to their hand. They were on the way and then they forgot the strategy that worked the first time. What was the strategy the first time? They lifted up their voice to God and did God listen or not? Can I just encourage you? God is not the host of who wants to be a millionaire, you have more than three lifelines. Yeah. Some of y'all didn't get that. Some of you are rationing your mercy with God. Ah, it's like the way I've been pleading this blood of Jesus. My quota of the gallon will soon finish. That's what some people think psychologically. If I go to God with this matter, won't you say this is the seventh time? Same thing happened with Abraham. Abraham kept pressing or, or stopped pressing after a while. If Abraham had pressed up to God, if you find one righteous man and Lot was righteous because 1 Peter 2, right, showed us, it says, and God delivered righteous Lot. Some, somebody say one. Oh, I feel like preaching right now. Somebody say one. Somebody say one. I feel like preaching. Somebody shout one. He said, I sought for a man, one man. Romans chapter 5 verse 17 says that through one man seen all fell and through one man, my goodness, that through one man all might receive righteousness and they that have received the gift of righteousness and the abundance of grace shall reign in life. One. Could it be possible somebody you're like, God, why am I from this kind of family? Could it be possible that you are the one in your family? Who will intercede for the family. Because some of you have outsourced your family evangelism to public announcers. Lord, you know all those people that carry megaphone. God, there are men in Lagos. Send one of them to my, my sister. I know because of familiarity and issues and history and all of that. Some of you preach if I. So you might not be able to start with a conversation, but start with intercession. Because the power of the conversation is in intercession. One. Just one person. And when this happened, what happened was they broke the hedge. It was not God that was manufacturing snakes and scorpions and sending that into their lives. How do I know? 
Why would God be walking against himself? Because he already told them, prepare incense and ornaments and ointments and burn them as an incense. And that when you offer the incense in the wilderness, the snakes and the scorpions, what will happen to them? They will not be able to harass you. It's almost like God was giving them pre-advanced Bagon or Martin. Now in the New Testament, that's a picture of worship. Incense in the spirit is intercession and worship. Oh, come on, somebody. Revelation says that an incense is in heaven. Oh, my goodness. Don't forget you're a priest. And priests offer incense, sweet smelling. Sovereign to God. So, intercession and worship immunize you against demonic attacks. Oh, my God. I hope somebody's hearing this. Now, what happened was not the devil. God didn't say, okay, ah, Gabriel, find me hundred serpents. I want to teach them. <laughs> Gabriel, bring, bring like, can I find like 127 serpents? They'll, they'll do the job. I know, bring strong, <laughs> strong serpents. Right, give me the next verse. Give me the next verse. Find, you know those uh, Ugbolobo serpents? That have, the sevens have tribal marks. That's, these people, they don't listen, Abby. They don't listen. You people don't listen. Your serpents are coming. The discouragement was, God, why have you brought us up out of Egypt? Some of you are asking God, why have you even saved me when my life is worse than X, Y, Z? Anyway, so what happened was serpents came. Give me the serpent verse. Serpents, serpents. Mm -hmm. the Old Testament mind was not intelligent enough spiritual intelligence to articulate or to make the distinguish, distinction between what God did and what the devil did they didn't have a, a complete understanding of who the devil was right the Bible tells us that God is light in him there is no variableness or shadow of turning him there is no darkness at all so Jesus teaches us that he said well your daughter or your son ask you for bread and you give him what stone or will he ask you for fish and give him so God doesn't give serpents however the serpent the Bible calls him Revelations 20 verse 2 the old serpent he has observed the patterns of God and he knows that when rebellion rises protection can be compromised he knows. It's a divine protocol. It's a protocol in the spirit. Break the hedge and the serpent will. Of course, there's certain things the serpent can never touch. But there are other things it can touch. Because if it's a thief, if it's come to steal, to kill and destroy, that means there's certain things that he can touch. Otherwise, there's no need saying the devil comes or rather uh, he comes to still kill and destroy. He laid hold of the dragon. Now I want to watch something. Lord, help me. Help me. Help me, Lord. He laid hold of the whole old dragon. That serpent of old, who is the? And? And bound him for? That's eschatology. Maybe one of this is we'll look at that. He laid hold of the dragon. Somebody say dragon. Why do you call him? Serpent. What, what, what do you call him first then? Dragon. And then Serpent. What's the difference between a serpent and a dragon? Dragon has more fiery, can speed fire. What else? 
it can fly it can do all kinds of wonders could it be possible that when you entertain the serpentine expression of the devil he becomes dragonic that if you don't stomp on his head but you feed him you facilitate his manifold expressions of wickedness because as I've given you authority to tread upon to tread means to intentionally crush oh are you here somebody but some people are entertaining just dragons it's just a dragon when you find a demonic expression in your life the Bible doesn't say take selfies or hang around or ignore he says do what so you notice your baby is crying at the same time every day and it's a different kind of crying. You don't just say, well, it's what babies do. Or you find some kind of pain in a part of your body. You say, my mother also uh, complained about it. It's a family thing. That devil is a liar. You've got to take authority by the firepower of God and proclaim in the name of Jesus, I rebuke your devil. This thing stops with me. I refuse to be cornered. I refuse to be flatlined. I take authority this serpent will not become a dragon oh my god I don't know who I'm talking to but it's a wake up call to intercession and a wake up call to your prophetic office because prayer is not what you do as a reaction to an attack prayer is what you do as a response to God's responsibility for your life prayer is how you administer power in the spirit it's not a segment of your day just a segment or a service it's how you release power. Can we just spray in one minute and deal with every serpentine expression? How do I know? Do you know if, the, if Eve had rebuked the serpent, the story would have turned out differently. But you're conversing with the serpent. And don't you know that serpents are top double-tongued, twisted, perverse, wicked, I'm not done. I still got about 10, maximum 15 minutes. But can we take one of those minutes? J to Zeta. Rise in your prophetic mandate. Rise in your prophetic authority. Rise as a king and as a priest. Administer power in the spirit. That serpent must not become a dragon. Deal with it. Deal with it. Any evil knocking on your door, discomfort, pain, challenges, issues. Hey, 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 hey. We rise. Break the pattern of the enemy break his head tread upon snakes and scorpions and over every power of the enemy of the enemy in 30 more seconds rise and pray rise in authority rise in power 
rise in power you have authority you are not a weakling you are not a weakling you are not at the mercies of the devil of hell and darkness uproot tear down something that's been dancing around your family dancing in your home dancing in your community hanging around your friends but deal with it right now 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 in Jesus name we have prayed you may be seated Another way in which the serpentine can become dragonic is that you feed it. What's the food of demons? Flesh. Canality. How do I know? It says that he will bruise your heel, he will crush us at the seat of the woman, that's Jesus Christ, until the final blood the enemy. And it says that this curse for the serpent is that he will eat the dust of the earth. What was man's flesh made out of? So every time you're fleshly, you're providing food for demonic activities. Or access. I mean, that's just a dramatic presentation, but access. In other words, you're legitimizing their authority. Because you are the governmental officer, heaven's governmental officer in your space to release power, to extend the glory of God. However, the power of the king is rooted in the power of the priest. So it's the priesthood that facilitates a seamless flow of authority to the throne. It's the altar that powers the throne. <laughs> Jesus Christ became a priest before he became the king. In other words, before he ascended. Incarnation before coronation. He's eternally king. Are you understanding this? But as a man, he died, offered up himself as a sacrifice, and now he's seated as king forever. Permanent work. So the big issue with sin is not, will God forgive me? Is what is being delayed because of my carnality. You were forgiven before you sinned. Ephesians 1.14 tells you, Ephesians 1.7 tells you that. In him we have redemption, forgiveness of sins. You were not there when it died, but you were included in the number. <laughs> so, the serpents came, they saw opportunity, which tells me something, that it's even possible that the incense was still smelling, but the serpents had no respect for it anymore. Oh, are you here? Because they spoke against the one who was protecting them. It was not the incense protecting them. It was the glory of God. Are you getting this? Yes, Similarly, it is not your worship that protects you. It's the God you worship. Because yes, you can fall in love with your voice and there's no anointing in it. Are you, are you, are you getting this? Jesus didn't say have faith in your declaration. He said have the faith of God. Because there's even a generation that has faith in their prayer. Are you getting this? I hope you are. Me, if I say anything. Not because of you. 
because of Christ in you who is the hope of glory. So the serpents attacked them. Please go back to Numbers, all right? Um, the serpent attacked them and beat them, and the, the serpents took life out of them. The word says as many of them as were beaten by the serpent, could you go there real quick, that they died. So strong was the potency of the bite. So harsh was the venom of the serpent. So intense was the poison that was injected in them. And many of the people of Israel died. But here is what God said to Moses. He said, you are going to make a brazen serpent. Somebody say just one. Somebody shout just one. How many serpents were biting people? How many? Many serpents were biting people. How many serpents did Jesus need? How many serpents did God need? Let me tell you, it doesn't matter what has, what has beaten you, what has affected you, what has assaulted you, what has harassed you. There is this one revelation that when you really understand it, you will not struggle with those things anymore. There were many serpents that bite, but God said to Moses, make as many serpents because the Bible says that through one man, sin came into the world and through one man the gift of righteousness was given to the whole world he said make a fiery serpent and set it on a pole and it shall be that everyone who is bitten when it looks at it you're taking notes write this down the look is my life the look l double -O, o k is my life so when God wants to change my life, he changes what I look at. Can we go real quick to 2 Corinthians chapter 3? Show you something. 2 Corinthians chapter 3. Help me, help me, help me. The look is my life. Can you go to verse 18? Up from around verse 16, really? Nevertheless, should we get some verses before this for context? We're talking about Moses and all of that, all of that. All right. Scenes, or therefore scenes, we have such hope. We use great boldness of speech. Continue quickly. Mm -hmm. Unlike Moses, who put a veil over his face. So that the children of Israel could not look steadily at the end of what was passing away. Let me explain what that means. Moses went up to be with the Lord, was with the Lord a long time. His face changed. His face was so lit, so vibrant, so full of light. That when he descended from the mountain, people looked at his face and they just could not look. It was blinded intensity. Can I just tell you something? That is a preflection of your glorified body. Oh, you're not getting that. When Paul says you are a child of light, your glorified body will be powered by light. Are you aware of that? Oh my God. Some people can't get it. In other words, what will power your new body, the immortal body, is not blood, is light. So when John says in him was life and the life was the light of men, literally the blood of new creation is light. Come on, people. So y'all didn't get that. That's why the Bible says there will be no sickness or disease because every sickness and disease is blood-based. That's why when you're feeling sick, you go for a blood test. Oh 
you are even more excited than this. Or is you're overwhelmed or stunned? What is it? Tell me. What is it? Stunned. So Jesus emptied his blood. But death couldn't hold him back. So when you resurrect, after you pass here or transition here, what will be in your body is not blood. What will be in your body is la 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 la. That's what's going to be there. Oh, some of you think that Jesus is joking with you. <laughs> Just gather every Sunday. Uh -huh. Says you are sons of the light. That means light is your father. He dwells in an approachable light. How do you check the DNA of a person? Wouldn't you check the, what's inside their body? Yeah. The blood? What's the blood of your father? Light. So when he went to meet with God for a long time, the light of the Father rubbed off on him. Just like a strong perfume can rub off on you with just a hug. Yeah. Glory is contagious. And so when he descends, the guys were so like, we've never seen this before. Why? Because it takes a dimension of light not to be intimidated by light. So if you find yourself constantly intimidated by people, check your light level. Oh God. Everybody makes you nervous, anxious. This one just did this one. You're anxious. Ah, what am I doing in my life? Check your light. Light is your light is very light. <laughs> Brent light. Oh, sorry, you didn't get that. It's okay. Are you here, somebody now? So they couldn't see his face, and we see this repeat itself in the book of Luke when they went up to the Mount of Transgression, Luke chapter 9, Matthew chapter 14. They go up to the Matthew 17, went up to the Mount of Transfiguration, and what happened? The glory of God descended, and another light of a shadow them, and their faces were lit. My life is lit. My life is lit with your. I'm walking in your light, I'm in darkness no more. So that's it. That's the light. That's, I'm just saying everyone here for the first time, I'm wondering that, ah, this church is so cool. Like, it's just, just flew, like, wow, like ice cream. They couldn't see steadfastly. You're welcome to join us. We're not a cult. We're open. And it said that what they saw, they could not look steadily at the end of what? What was passing away? Why couldn't it stay? Because the material that was hosting it, the body, was not resource to handle it. So if you put ice cube outside, it's frozen for a few minutes. But the external environment was not designed to preserve its ice cubeness. So it will fade because it's not from the spirit. Oh Lord, I, I wish I wish you could get this. So any behavior you modify is for a while. Because it's not from your core. You are adhering to rules. Because somebody said don't, and you said I will not. But the moment they are not there to regulate you, it is not life in you, it is something you just put up for them. So the way that life is transmitted consistently is luku, 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 luku. Look at somebody say, keep on looking. 
I'm trying to tie this up so I don't leave you with loose ends in Numbers 21. Because in Numbers 21, he said, if you look at the bronze, what's going to happen? You will leave. In other words, the look is your life. How does a bronze idol, it's not an idol, I'm sorry, bronze uh, statue give life? It's a picture because Jesus references that in John chapter 3. He said, as the son of man, just before the most popular passage of the Bible, many people have not read that part. So just the way the son of the, rather the serpent was listed in the wilderness, lifted up in the wilderness, so will the son of man be lifted up. And Jesus said, if I be lifted up, what will happen? Unto me. So look at somebody said, the look is your life. I'm racing against time. Look at somebody said, the look is your life. Is your life. So when I focus on the Luke, oh, I'm going to end strong. When I focus on the Luke, what happens? There's a transmittance of life light, of light life. Oh, come on. Of light light, of life life. It's a loop, it's a cycle because the light is my life. And some of you need light transfusion. Just like human beings need blood transfusion. A new level of light injection that explodes the capacity of your spirit man. Oh yes. Where you are not losing blood. This message is light tonic. Like blood tonic for somebody. That the look is your life. And looking onto Jesus. The author and the finisher of my faith. Look at somebody say change what you look at. Change change what you look at take me back to second corinthians real quick 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 take me back time i need to close Corinthians 3. Who has it? Who has it? Okay, help me. I think we're about 13 now, verse 13. Not like Moses. He put a veil over his face. The reason he put that, who put a villain on his face so I should have could not look steadily. And the was vanishing, passing away. Give me verse 14 real quick. Thank you, media. He said, but their minds were blinded. For until this day, the same veil remains unlifted. In the reading of the Old Testament, where is the veil taken away? Where is the veil taken away? That means anytime I'm not looking through Christ, I have veiled vision. Because the only person who takes the veil away is Christ. Christ is the light of God. He's the express image of his person. We read the last week. So every other attempt to look at anything, watch this. Every time I look at anything that Christ created... Without looking at it through the spectacles of his eyes will give me a distorted understanding of it. I'll look at a girl and say she's a sex object because I'm not seeing her like Christ. 
can you, will you lost against Christ's sister? They said, this is Jesus' Christ's sister. Will you have... <laughs> oh, come on. Let's think about it like that. Won't men be more intentional with their wives? If they saw their wives as younger sisters of Christ. Oh, come on. Talk to, why are you so quiet? Doesn't it change the dynamic? That you're not relating with her as told you any longer, but you're relating with her as sister of Sok. S-O-C. She said her brother would determine that I would enter heaven. He's in Christ. But I'm already sitting there with him in heavenly place. <laughs> but, but I get Are you seeing how it changes that now? Are you seeing that? Once I see money without Christ, I will worship it. Or be enslaved by it. If I see ministry without Christ, I will think it's a personal achievement to grow a church. Christ is the prism for perception. For accurate judgment. See, Christ is not a spiritual sprinkler or sprinkler, sprinkling. Additive, you know, you cook the jollof rice of the flesh, put a hint of Christ. No, he is the. Pr- <laughs> He's the premise. All things were made by him and for him. It's is that their minds are blinded. So what does it mean? There are many intellectuals in our generation whose minds are what. Many influencers whose minds are? Could there be many spiritual leaders as well whose minds are? He says the veil remains unlifted in the reading of the Old Testament because the veil is taken away in Christ. Remember in the book of Acts when it was that God spoke to Philip, join yourself to this chariot and there was one person there, the eunuch, who was walking with the queen of, uh, queen of Ethiopia, Candace, and it said to him, reading from Isaiah, said, do you understand? What you are reading. He was reading Isaiah's Old Testament. But you will never understand until the veil is taken away in. Christ did not come to start a religion. He came to give us the life of God. So it does not matter how religious you are. If you don't know Christ, there's no life in you. That's what Jesus said. If my flesh drink my blood, otherwise you have no life in you. He said, because give me the next verse quickly. But even to this day, when Moses is read, a veil lies on the heart. Continue. Nevertheless, when one turns to the Lord, what happens? Hey! Shali Abatusi. Beriatakos. Zimbratuski. Who's got a pashmin or a veil or something? Hey, hey, hey. Come on, give me a veil real quick. Yendobo silamande carotali brogotoli adocate. Uzende brusali catalata. Ecuve libazatalaka yada da. Let veils be taken away right now. In the name of Jesus. Every veiled area, every uh, closed vision, every limitation in minds and understanding will strip off. Lulu, please come and be Christ. Stand over there. Quickly. Leave your shoes. Christ doesn't have shoes, as in like. Is it you sure wearing an iPhone? I know Christ owns all the shoes in the world, but I mean like I don't. Christ. 
Anyway, so that's Christ. Me, I'm walking away from him. A sinner sins because he's a sinner. Just like a believer believes because he's a believer. You don't need extra muscles to sin. Similarly, the believer does not need extra muscles to believe. It's organic. It's instinctive. When the sinner does not sin, it's an anomaly. When a believer is not walking in his belief or faith, that's an anomaly. You, you get in this? So, it says all of us like sheep, where we've gone astray. Have you seen sheep before? They have no, no geographical inclination. No gumption. No. Just wandering like that. Now, what happens is, how will they believe? Except they? How will they hear? Except a preacher. It's a divine, come help me. Come help me. So, a preacher who's waiting on Christ, worshiping Christ. Worshiping Christ. Worship the Christ. When he, he's worshiping Christ, out of fellowship, watch this. Out of fellowship, burdens are transferred. And then a call is given for ministry. So you don't call yourself to ministry. Ministry is the overflow of divine intention through a burden. So in worship, ministry is an overflow of divine intention transferred through a burden. So a burden alone does not mean you are the one to solve it. Because a preacher has to be sent. You get that? You've got to be sent. And one of the ways you know you're not sent is that you're doing exactly everything that every other person who was sent is doing. The way they are doing it. So why did we send you? Except we're sending to support somebody who's already doing something like that. So you should go and look for the person and close down what you're doing and go and join. So, worship. So now... The master reveals, raise your head, raise your head. The master says, this is my burden. See, that guy that is doing it, Eric Berry and all of that stuff, go preach. Come, stand, stand. Now, many times, that preaching, watch this, is not even so direct. It's not go to one man. That preaching is write a book. The book is a total failure. It does not sell. He's, he's, he's sad. He printed 500 copies. All of them lost, but he obeyed God. See, this is not a target now, a goal thing. Obeyed God. He got tired, he moved house, he left the book there. It is the tenant that comes into the house. That picks the book and is like, oh, I love this one. And he's talking about the Christ, page 17. And the boy is 17 years old, the son of the new tenant. And he reads that and he gives his life to Christ. He's one soul that is saved. But 20 years later, this boy is 37. And is one of the greatest revivalists from his community. Sometimes the reward for your obedience will not be visible to you, but it's the peace that you know in your heart that you've done the will of your father. So he sends him to the Christ, uh, to the Christless. He's covered now. This guy's covered. Now here's what it says. This guy preaches with a heart man believes and then with a mouth confession is made unto salvation, Romans 10 and 9. It says that when we turn, somebody say turn. Yeah. That word turn is repent, turn away. When, I'm stop, when I stop going in my own direction and I turn to what? Turn to Christ. Now, here's what happens to a lot of people. After the Lord, Christ has used them to save people, stand there. They will now block the people's vision of Christ. 
before you do anything, you want to eat, call me. I need to approve the rice and beans. You want to travel? Ah. I will tell you the filling station you must go to buy the fuel so that your angel will not knock. I have special angels, traveling angels. <laughs> and the kilometers were bondage. Of course, we're big on accountability. You understand that? Accountability is key. But nobody saved you. So nobody should control your life. So sister guy or brother Christ preacher, once you've introduced, don't remove yourself. That when I turn, somebody say turn. turn. Shout aloud. When I turn, turn. shall turn. turn. Says the moment I'm, I turn, the veil is taken away. That's what happens. But give me verse 7 now. I wish I could make this metaphor by the go. Now, the Lord. Are you getting this now? The Lord is that spirit. And where? <sighs> so the spirit of God that is in heaven right now, that is the spirit of Christ, is in you. You know, there are many things we know that human beings cannot do, but spirits can do. African magic. Your spirit can be in one boardroom right now. Then the spirit, you understand that? And we believe that. Africans should be the deepest people spiritually. But unfortunately, right now, many of us are deeply wrong. Because we're in spiritism, not Christ's spirituality. So we mystify everything. He says, where the spirit of the Lord is, there is liberty, okay? But verse 18, but we all with what? One challenge that many people in this room are having right now is this. We have unveiled face, but we are not beholden. So the veil is taken away. We have access to the Christ. We can see the Christ, but it's not a one-off event. Beholding his face is a lifelong process. He said, beholding as in a mirror. The glory of the and being transformed into the same image from glory to glory by my power, by my resolution, by my New Year's goals, by my marriage, by the Romans 8 verse 14, as many as are led by the spirit of the lord they are the so why do i need a preacher he preaches to me he saves me or rather i get saved then the preacher also becomes my teacher who teaches me about my ultimate teacher who is the holy spirit so that when my teacher or my preacher is not there i'm not confused i'm not alone and sing Another close. Are you getting this? Beholding. Have you noticed something? People that drive, people that drive, when you drive sometimes and you're distracted, what happens to the car? What, what happens to the car? It moves in the direction of your focus. You don't need to manipulate the car to stay on course. Keep your eyes on the road. Your car will align. Your body is your car. Your emotions are your car. 
your attitudes are your car you cannot consistently look at Jesus and something doesn't change on the inside of here you will apologize more easily you will surrender more quickly you will forgive and let go more quickly because you're looking unto him and when you're looking unto him just like Moses whose face was illuminated by the glory of God what's going to happen to your face all of a sudden you're not wearing the long face again no doom and no gloom even though there's badness around you but there's a recalibration from the inside of you where all of a sudden the light life begins to jump on you and something on your inside begins to alter your attitude. Haven't you noticed how many times you said, God, I won't drink again. God, I won't push against me. I won't drink again. But many of us don't realize that you can't overcome one walk of the flesh with another walk of the flesh. And self-determination without the Holy Spirit is a walk of the flesh. Are you getting this? So you can't overcome fornication by self-resolution because fornication is a work of the flesh self-resolution without Christ is a work of the flesh are, are, you, are you seeing this now? so it's the Holy Spirit that says I know I know the way to the Father in other words I know Jesus because Jesus is the way to the Father and the Holy Spirit speaks of the way so the Holy Spirit will be like no don't go there there's nothing wrong there it's because he knows that that your the person that knows your mumu button will get there five minutes after you that's why i said don't go there say i went there nothing happened you don't know about it so he gives you the holy spirit god the father is seated in heaven jesus christ is seated priesthood and then they've given us their spirit their spirit is like the signal waves. So for example, DSTV is a South African company, but you watch television in your house because they have a meter, or rather, uh, what's the thing called? Decoder. The Holy Spirit is the decoder of the Trinity because it decodes the mysteries of God and it guides into all truth and it takes off the Father and gives to you. Oh, come on, people. And the more I look, the more I leave, the more I look, the more I leave, I gotta close. I want to respect my time. Can anybody look right now? So when they looked at the bronze serpent, was a picture. Life came through that thing. Do you know what Paul said to the I believe the Colossians? He said, "When Christ, who is our life, you understand that now? Christ is our life appears. Of course, he's speaking eschatological. In other words, the physical appearance of Christ. But what is also true is that the more Christ appears to you in this world." the more you appear more like him in this world because they saw the disciples and the reason that these people they have been with Jesus you know why images can be transferred that's why you have your company stamp what does the company stamp do you dip that stamp in an ink pad and you can transfer it if you're standing please stand ink pad I'm done I encourage you to close I can teach for another one hour let's close Can you look, can you look, look? Big changes. Changes. They start with you saying, I'll change where I look. Some things might tickle my fancy, but I won't look in that direction. Oh, thank you, Divine. Thank you, Lulu. Can you just pray?
one minute, two minutes. I have some very special people with us this morning. I need to recognize them once we're done praying. But can we glorify God? Can we set our hearts on Jesus? Can we focus on Jesus? I see you now. I see you now. I see you now. I see you now. Oh, look, Ozzy, and I don't know, Catos, also. That's why Proverbs says, go directly. It says, don't turn to the right or to the left. Once you found Christ, die there. Carry your cross and follow him. Let your lifestyle be as permanent as the sacrifice he made for you. I see you now. 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 I see you now.
He's the light of God. He's the blood of your true nature. This mortality shall swallow immortality. The glorified body, one of the ones that the pierced his hands. Thomas said, I won't believe except I dip my finger in his piercing. He dipped the finger, his finger didn't come out bloody because his body was made of light. If you're here today and you say, I want to be translated from mortality to immortality. I see a hand on their chest. I know there are more of you this morning. Can you place your hand right now on your chest? Everyone, let's say this together, Lord. Everybody, let's say this together. Lord, thank you for speaking your word to me. For speaking your life to me. I receive it. I believe that Jesus Christ is the light of life. I believe that Jesus Christ is the Son of God, that He died for my sins, that He's the perfect sacrifice for my redemption. I place my faith in Jesus Christ. Thank you because my sins are forgiven. I receive the gift of eternal salvation and the grace to walk daily in your word. Receive the empowerment of the Holy Spirit and his operation every day of my life. In Jesus' name we pray. Generation is rising on an emerging generation of kings. To join this growing community of kings, visit www.kingdomcentral.org and send your full name and email address to 0908-123-4566. One more thing, someone you know needs this. Kindly share this how.